Hi, and welcome back to the Mortgage Broker Broadcast. My guest this week is Jess Edwards. Jess is a self-employed mortgage broker. And the reason why I wanted to get Jess onto the podcast was that Jess has experienced she's been a banking world, she's been the state agency mortgage broker, she's been within the building society. And what I want to do is just get Jess's take on, she, she went self-employed as a mortgage broker just a year ago. I just wanted to take get Jess's take on what the first year's been like for her, what challenges she's faced going from employed and security to becoming self-employed, why she wanted to do self-employed, why she wanted to be going back doing broken. So yeah, let's get Jess onto the podcast. So welcome to the podcast, Jess. How are you? Hi, Craig. I'm fine. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, good. I'm very good. Thank you. On a bright sunny day, so I'm not complaining. So so yeah, so, but thanks very much for agreeing to come onto the podcast. And just the idea was, like I've explained, just talking about your background, first of all, like we normally do mm-hmm. on the podcast. And there's, no, there's always no agenda. We tend to go off on a tangent and just end up talking about various other things as well. But yeah, just mm-hmm. I think it's just be good for people to hear your experience and like what you've gone through, particularly recently over the past sort of 12 months or so, becoming a mm-hmm. self-employed broker. So but first of all, let's go through your background. Do you want to give us a, a brief history of your past in financial services? Yeah, so I started with um, HSBC um, around about 15 years ago in an not in a mortgage related role and um, but that's when I first started in sort of banking um, and that's when I sort of got the the feel for it and knew that it was something like a career that I wanted to to sort of progress um, and then I've I've worked with you know a, a building societies I've worked uh, as a broker but not self-employed um, so I've always been in a sort of an employed role within the financial services. So I've worked from, like you say, I've, I've bounced from bank to building society, um, really. <laughs> and, and the state agency as well, Jess. You did a bit of a stint yeah, yeah, yeah. countrywide, so <laughs> yeah. did a bit, of, a bit of that as well. Yeah. <laughs> that seems like a few years, because that's when our paths did originally cross was when you was at countrywide, which is, yeah. is that like eight, nine years ago now? That Yeah, it will be. Wow, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, well, about 2000 and, yeah, about 2013, 2014. Yeah, 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 it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then you left you left sort of that the broken world to go back to the well not back, but into more of the a financial institute, but more yeah. you went into the building society. And I think that's the yeah. sort of thing we wanted to, to talk about is obviously going self-employed and what your mm-hmm. mind was going through and where your head was at, why you went wanted to go self-employed, mm-hmm. but really and like how the differences you felt from being a building site. But there's there's quite a few people that I know that are, and probably you'll know as well, Jess, there's like a lot of people that are in the sort of banking, financial institutes, a mortgage advisor, facing mm-hmm. redundancy, facing yeah. uncertainty of mm-hmm. what do I do now kind of thing. But And you decided to go, do you know what? I'll become a self-employed mortgage broker. So, what, so take mm-hmm. us back. So wait, that was over 12 months ago. So wait, yeah. looking back sort of, Thomas, where was your head at when you start facing redundancy? How was that sort of feeling? Did you think like, oh, I'm at the building site, so I've got a job for life kind of thing? Or were you quite yeah. realist about where we're going? Oh, okay, right, fine. Yeah, do you know, I always thought I was, because I was at a mutual building society as well, I always thought, you know, I'd be looked after, secure job. Um, and, and I just thought in general, mortgages were quite secure because 
everybody always is going to need a mortgage. It's no matter, Absolutely. you know, it's, <laughs> but the, the, the difference is, is how they want that advice, isn't it? That's the, the channel of choice for the, for the customer or the, the client is, is where my particular redundancy came from because the, the building society just didn't, apparently didn't have the demand for that face-to-face in a branch network. Um, so I always thought, I assumed that I would be in a, a secure job um people always need mortgage advice and yeah it was a real big shock when like you say when I when I was um put under notice for for redundancy so um yeah I thought I was quite safe (laughs) so So you are like obviously you are um a parent you've got Olivia and obviously you've got Andy as well as your partner but so what Mm -hmm. what was your what was going through your head at that time and what sort of support did you have from Andy when you're sort of thinking, wow, I'm faced with, I've been served notice from redundancy? Yeah, it was awful. I mean, I've, ne- I've never, ever been made redundant from any role. So this was a, it was a complete first for me. Um, and you, to be honest, your mind is, you know, it, it automatically goes to how am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to pay my mortgage? How am I going to, you know, it, it's it's just automatic that that's that's what happens. Uh, obviously, my family and everything were for great were great, but um, in the financial services sort of role that, that I was in, you know, me and Andy were, were on similar income, so it wasn't like we could live without that one income. You know, uh, we relied yeah. on that income as well as as Andy's income. You know, we we had childcare to pay. We had, you know, sort of normal bills that everybody does, and you just you you just automatically think the worst and you think that gosh I'm gonna I'm gonna lose everything and it's 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 awful it's a horrible experience to go through um but there were see everybody supported me as much as they could including including you know the the building society but yeah it was it was it was not a nice time <laughs> no, but I, was, yeah, I apologize for taking you back there but I think like mm-hmm. it is survival because I have been maybe done it myself and I know what it's, it's like survival mode kicks in doesn't it it's like yeah, thinking yeah. right the first thing is is like how am I going to pay my bills how am I going to keep the roof on over my head kind of thing so yeah and like I say it's good that the building side is supported you but at the end of the day you're still you're out there on your own and you've got to oh, sort yeah. of yeah yeah it's knowing that you're not going to get that income on the 15th of every month that is the big shock you know and then sort of <laughs> it's like right okay <laughs> so after that initial good. shock then like the realization and then you thought so what how quickly did you sort of come out the other side in terms of thinking right i know what i want to do and where i want to go and things like that how quickly did that happen that was quite quick <laughs> Okay. I mean, I've, I've always wanted to go self-employed. I've always wanted to do it, um, but me, quite risk averse. I think I've I've always thought I've always I've always probably not had the guts to do it, um, and you know I've had that stable job, and you know we've had conversations as well in the in the past, Craig, where you know we 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 probably knew that this was going to happen. That you know, like you say, the face-to-face mortgage advisor role within a bank or a building society was probably not going to be around forever. Um, but I say, no. you, you still don't quite believe it until it actually happens. But it was, it was, it was, it was, I think, like say, getting major redundant just gives me that bit of a kick up the bum that I needed, really. And was like, right, you know what? This is a perfect opportunity to do it. It's always something I've wanted to do. Let's just try it and see if it works. And like saying, that's when, obviously, I got in touch with you and 
the rest is history, so to speak. <laughs> Certainly <laughs> is. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it has been an amazing 12 months, and we'll talk about the last 12 months shortly because it is in terms of, I think, like, like you say, it's going through that. I talk a lot about you know, either a you know, security person or an insecurity person, and I like insecurity. It doesn't, like, I'm not with anything, that's how I saw am. But whereas for some, and, and so it, for somebody that is very much a security person mm-hmm. then and wants to know everything and what's going to happen and how you're going to get paid, yeah. bills paid and things like that, it's quite a big shock. But I think, mm-hmm. like you said, it forced you to be brave. and you. Because the, yeah. the thing is, Jess, you could have just thought, you know what, I'll go somewhere else, I'll find another financial institute that's taken an employed role and doing things like that. But you thought, you know, but and that sort of take, you still take some guts. It's still, yeah. you because there's never a right time to go self-employed, is there? No, no. You can always find a reason not to go self-employed. Yeah, yeah, definitely it is. And and as I say, when I, when I obviously was looking for other roles and things, there was plenty of employed roles out there that, you know, and it it, it wasn't a case of there wasn't any other jobs out there. So I just sort of fell into this. I, I did, I made that, dish, that, that decision. I, I thought, you know what? I don't want that nine or five anymore. You know, I don't want that Sunday evening thought where you think, "Gosh, I have to go back to that <laughs> night." And that's what it, it's it's what it's like. You know, I thought let's try something new. So that's what I did, and yeah, best thing ever. But everybody does. Jess, it's quite funny that you've because I've not talked about that before, but it's it's quite a what, the Sunday night feeling oh, of okay. that that feeling inside your stomach thinking. Can I face another week oh, in hours. that situation? <laughs> and, oh, yeah, yeah, and a lot more normally. Normally, a lot more yeah. than that. But just can I fit? And I think that it's like if you get in that feel, and and I get it, it's not easy to do this, but like now, how? Like I suppose. Well, I'm hoping you feel different about it now because you have, mm-hmm. you, you've, you're loving what you're doing and, and you work life balance and the rest of it. And we'll talk about that. But you must mm-hmm. have a different feeling now on a Sunday night compared to what you the was before. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I, I love I love like getting my laptop and planning for the week and what am I doing, where I'm at, and you know, and even as as we've said, like the the main thing for me being bit going self employed was the flexibility because of you know Olivia being only four and things, but. Um, you know, even stuff like that, you know, I can I can plan that in my diary, you know, if I know that I have to pick Olivia up from school on, on a Wednesday or whatever. And she's part of my planning now where when I was employed, she didn't even come into my diary planning because she, you know, I, I didn't have that flexibility to do that. Do you know what I mean? You abandoned was, Olivia. That's what you're saying. Yeah, Jess, yeah, you abandoned- yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, so it's sort of it's like that work life balance, isn't it? of you know sort of and if I wanted to you know now I can work on a Saturday or a Sunday because for me that's better because Andy doesn't work weekends so again when other when people can see me on a weekend I can see them where when you're you are employed you you're obviously restricted to the hours that you you know you're, you're sort of working what they set you know the hours that they set where as I say self-employed you set your own hours you you, you know you can you can work around yourself, really, which is yeah. so that the flexibility is the best thing for me. Yeah, definitely, and that's what we talk about. Is like it's having that autonomy yourself on your diary. You can do what you want to do when you want to do. Yeah. You've got that freedom to do what you want to do, and and that's the beauty of that's mm-hmm. a good part of sort of being self-employed. Uh, yeah. The bad parts are the 
you don't get paid on the 15th of every month. Well, you don't no. know what you're going to get paid. You get paid <laughs> yeah. at the end of every month. You just don't know. You do know what you're going to pay, but there's just not that same X yeah. amount of pounds going in month in, month out. You've yeah. got to... So how quickly was you, if you look back then, because one of the questions I get asked by new brokers that are looking to become brokers who are not experienced, they, they, they always sort of the question is, how quickly do you start to earn money? So how quick, what sort of, if you look back, you remember sort of like the, how long it took for you starting some Yeah, income? so I, I actually, I left, I, I, my last day of my employment was, I think the, the 7th of February or something like that. So it, it is coming up a year. And then I literally started, the 10th um obviously the courses and things that you go on you know you're not you're not actually seeing clients straight away um but I think I actually my first pay was May the end of May oh, okay. so okay. it's not really that long for three months four months no yeah which is, yeah. that's what you know that's I talk about that and it's good to I've sort of put you on the spot with that question because I think that's something that people do want to know about yeah. moving from building society banking how quickly yeah. Am I going mm-hmm. to start earning some money? So yeah, you, you were sort of three months, and mm-hmm. and yeah, he's like, I think that's sort of given a, a realistic timescale about earning money. So we, I talk about it like you had your redundancy, and obviously got Andy to support you as well. But it's like mm-hmm. having when I'm ever look talking to potential mortgage brokers or people looking to go self-employed, I say mm-hmm. to them, have six months savings in your yeah. in your bank. I think I. We had, I'm sure we had that conversation one yeah, sunny day in Stockton yeah. just before yeah. you even did it about yeah. having that funds behind you. And that's why you didn't do it because at the time you didn't yeah. have that security yeah. behind you. So you, you use that. What I love is that you use that negativity of and that shock of I'm now I'm made redundant and I'm facing redundancy. You've mm-hmm. turned that into something that you now love doing enjoy yeah. doing what you're doing and it and olivia is now part of your diary <laughs> yeah yeah i think like see, if, if I, I suppose in a way I, I have got the building society to probably thank for that to be honest for for making me redundant because i think if i hadn't have been put in that position you know would i have still sat being sat nine or five in an office you know would i still be there and probably hand on heart i probably would be because i'm quite <laughs> yeah quite a sort of risk averse person but yeah I'm, I'm i've probably got them to thank for it to be honest as well as yeah and that's it you've got like it is true that you've got to they have helped you be into this situation that you've mm-hmm. you're in now and you're not having yeah. those sunday night stomach feelings and dread oh, feelings yeah. about what's facing on monday look even now on your face even oh, though this is a oh, podcast oh. we do record it and it goes on youtube as well so people can yeah. see the they can yeah. see the sort of the, the look on your face and then the realization <laughs> that you don't have that anymore and then the smile on your face so <laughs> so what well like when you look back over the last 12 months of being a self-employed mortgage broker what what's like being your biggest challenge jess what's been the biggest thing for you The challenge, um, the, probably the main thing for for me would be like my social media side of it. Something I still probably struggle with, um, but yeah, that yeah, I think that's probably the main thing. Um, obviously, the income side of it is probably the least um, because I, I am at that point where I, I am earning quite a, a, a you know a yeah. sort of. A regular I've got a regular income basically yeah. and it tends to be quite similar each month you know it's it's not that drastic so that's not something I would say I struggle with um I sort of I'm at a point now where I know 
what sort of pipeline I need to have to yeah. earn what I need. Do you know what I mean? And obviously, I'm wanting to earn more, obviously, which everybody does, but I know what I need to, in order to get my like get me through the bills and and the usual sort of thing. But yeah, the, the social media, the struggles is it is still like that worry of will I have them clients? Will I have clients coming to see me? Will people want to speak to me? Um, and touch wood, I've I've never been in that position yet where I, 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 I've thought, gosh, I've, I haven't earned any money this month. Um, but, yeah, I think that's going to be always a constant worry that, you yeah. you know, because if you're not talking to people and you're not writing mortgages, in, in theory, you're not earning money. But, yeah, like I say, touch wood, I've never been in that position. But that is always just in the back of your mind thinking, you know, I do need to keep on, keep on at this, keep going, because once it dries up, it, you know that means you don't yeah. get any income so to speak so yeah it's just a it's one of them jobs which and I say I wouldn't I wouldn't change you just have to keep going and just take every opportunity as it comes and you know just remember why you're doing it and yeah I think that's the, well, like I said the main struggles for me um I, but I wouldn't change it it's good that, I think one of the things like you said there which is I think we tend to get it from a corporate world, especially in mortgage services. It's like your pipeline, man- like yeah. managing your pipeline, knowing what your yeah. pipeline is. So I think that's the thing. Like if you've got a pipeline, like you know how keen I am on in terms of your pipeline and your pipeline mm-hmm. conversion and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I think if you know what your pipeline is and you're following your mm-hmm. process with your clients and you're progressing your cases and doing all those things, the income will it's really put a smile on my face about what you sort of said there because you don't worry about your income then. You worry about your pipeline. So you're obviously worried yeah. about filling your pipeline and yeah. also getting your pipeline out. But you don't actually worry too much about the picture. You know, if you've got the pipeline and yeah. you're progressing your case and you've got your process right, mm-hmm. then the income will come itself. What That's yeah. what you're saying yeah. to me. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's basically it. And it's, you know, it's 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 making sure it's it's you're juggling it all the time and that you're, you're making sure that, like, your pot is constantly getting filled up because as it gets emptied you need to fill it back up again and that's basically how I I work I don't look at it as you know sort of the income that comes out the back of it is is more like you say that that pipeline that you've got that constant flow um coming in basically good and I think just an interesting take because like nobody's ever been on the podcast before and taught as experienced or inexperienced brokers and talked about pipeline management. So I think that's a, a real big thing to to get out of this is about worrying what you pipe looking at your pipeline and making sure you've got a decent pipeline and look making sure it's yeah. coming out the other side, sort of thing. So yeah, yeah definitely yeah. I, th- I def- think as well, though, Craig, I think that that probably was a little bit of a struggle for me at first because when you were saying there in the corporate world, well, you know, for the last how many years, you know we haven't had sales targets, you know, they were, they weren't a thing that, you know, because you, if you're an employed advisor, you know, you're going to get a wage regardless. It doesn't matter how many mortgages you write a month for the building society or for the bank, you're still going to get your salary on the X day of, you know, of the month. But um, at first, because I hadn't been in that mindset for so long of, of having targets and, and sort of, looking at my business as a pipeline because I say you you just sort of get a bit like oh well I'm getting paid a wage anyway so Casual, yeah exactly so when you actually go from being employed to self-employed and if you didn't care about your pipeline that meant you weren't going to get paid it's quite exciting because it's like 
this is why you do it. You, you do it for that sort of reason to help people and, and for, for all the different reasons. But as I say, when you when you're with a corporate, you know, obviously a building site, your bank or you sort of lose sight of that sort of thing. And you, it, that's where I think it loses a bit of the excitement. And it did for me, especially at the building society, because that's the way I've always been driven, you know, figures. And I like to know where I am and what I'm doing. And I'm quite competitive that way. Um, so yeah, when I first started, it, like I say, it was a bit of a bit of a, one of another struggle because I I hadn't worked like that. That mindset was sort of gone for so long. Yeah. Um, when now it's sort of good, and you know, I, I like the thrill of, you know, where's my next client coming from? Where what am I going to do to to increase business and and things like that? So I like having that mindset back again. Where like I say, I lost it for for quite some time yeah I think I think if you're naturally that kind of person anyway Jess you're going to pick mm. you picked up pretty quickly anyway so I think you'll mm. e- you'll easily fit back into that competitive mold and knowing mm. your stats knowing what you're doing knowing like where like you say like your pipeline so all those sorts of things that you've not cared about so because you've not been you've not had to worry about those things no. you've now yeah. you pick that back up fairly quickly so mm. so yeah so that, the way, looking back over the past 12 months then what's like what's been highlights lowlights how are you thinking about the whole thing um yeah just honestly it's the it's it's the best thing ever that I've ever done it really it really is um you know if I say someone had said to me 12 months ago oh you know go self-employed I would have been like oh god no I don't I don't know actually I'm a bit um but yeah and and now I just I can't imagine going back to being employed (laughs) I really couldn't so that yeah the highlights for me is I mean I've had a cracking year to be up for for, for me I think I've you know and I was coming in the first 12 months not expecting to make a lot of money I I, that was I thought the first 12 months are going to be the hardest um but I've done surprisingly well I've you know I haven't I haven't sort of I, I'm not disappointed with what I've earned. Obviously, I'm hoping going forward I'm going to earn more. Um, yeah. And I've done it in the middle of a global pandemic, which is 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 it's been quite difficult. Um, but yeah, I say that the, the highlights for me is yeah, I've I've looked back on the year and I think, do you know what? I've I'm quite pleased with how I've done. I go, I look at like what's what's going to happen going forward. You know, I'm, I'm excited of of what's going to happen and and. I know I've done it now for 12 months, so I know that I can just keep doing it. Now I know I've, I've done it and I've accomplished it. I can do it and do do it even better. Um, yeah, and the, the highlight, like you say, as I've, I've said throughout the whole whole chat, is is the flexibility. Just, you know, yeah. being able to work around my family, that work-life balance, you know, just daft little things like being able to go to the gym for, for an hour through the day, you know. We've never been able to do that before. And... It's just so much, such little things like being able to do things, being able to walk the dog on your lunch break and different things is, that for me is probably the the most important thing is is the flexibility and, you know, as I say, I I do it my way and I do it the way I want to, so, yeah. And you should be at the end of the day, that's what you're self-employed for, you do. Yeah. Do you ever feel good? Because like, I know when I first went self-employed, I felt guilty, I felt as though I should be in front of my pc or at my desk for the for my for a long t- like a long working yeah. day because that's what i was used to and i then felt yeah. guilty if i did go and walk the dog or go to yeah. shop or do something like go for a run for an hour i felt yeah. guilty because I thought you should be at your desk you because you gain grain that but i think it yeah. took me about six months to get that real yeah. like to, to, to the, i'll never get that guilt again but i think that, <laughs> that guilt was there at the start 
Is that the same yeah, for you? Yeah, you go out, like say you if you go out on your, your lunch break and you 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 know, say you're out with a dog for an hour or whatever, and you think, God, I'm not getting paid for this hour. Well, you know, like at first, where now I just I go out and I think, well, I'll come back in such a better mind frame to be able yeah, to exactly. work better. So it's exactly. just I know how I work now. Um yeah. and it, it didn't take me long to realise that to be honest. But yeah, you, you do have to take those breaks and yeah, otherwise you, you will be sat in front of a PC all day and it's not not ideal. <laughs> no, I, I think, like you say, you work it to your own advantage. I know I like mm-hmm. sort of to work in, I'm more productive working in chunks. So I will mm-hmm. be at my desk early for a certain amount of time, get a break for an hour or so, get back like and refresh mm-hmm. my, my, yeah. my refresh my brain and then get back to it again. And I just think that you work rather than for, for a non-stop, shift shall we say eight nine ten twelve yeah. thirteen hours wherever it is breaking yeah. it into chunks you're just more productive that way yeah. definitely definitely yeah 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 I think I'm, like I'm more for the spanish way of life having a siesta yeah. in the afternoon <laughs> and then uh, getting back to work yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i'm more productive first thing on a morning you know up until lunchtime and then i'm sort of later afternoon i'm sort of yeah i need to get out get a bit of fresh air come back yeah. and then and then i work on an evening sometimes as well because I, I find that's easier um yeah. so yeah like you say you, you know when you work best so you just do it like you say fit it around yourself don't you exactly and that that's the big thing Jess and that's a massive thing that I look at is like you know what works best for you so you're yeah. out you, you I know I'll do certain tasks when I'm working better in that frame of mind I know that yeah. first thing in the morning I'll be like this and then in the afternoon I'll do this so you, you, but you just work it to you it's like that's yeah you're absolutely right you're 100 percent right that you'll work mm-hmm. your hours when you're most productive and work when when it is right for you as well so yeah yeah jess thanks ever so much for being on the podcast i don't think we've it's missed good. anything off i think it's been great to have a chat about you and like what you what, what you went through at that particular time how you've come out the other side seeing mm-hmm. what a, an amazing year you had in 2021 i'm like you mm-hmm. i'm looking forward to seeing what like where you get to in 2022 and seeing you like grow your business even further so but Jess Mm -hmm. thanks ever so much for your time it's no problem it's been a pleasure